Okay. Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melissa C. I am a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in New York. Today is Monday, July 20th, 2020. It is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today, we are reading from the big book, and we are at page XIX, second paragraph. This was the substance. We'll be reading one paragraph only. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, France N, 12 traditions, Marge E, readers of the text are Lisa B, Du L, and Maria F in the wings. Our newcomer greeter will be Claire B, and the host for the second hour is Nancy P. Okay, the reference numbers for, let's see, oh, for Sunday, sorry, July 19th was 15007. That's 15007. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask France N. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, France. France, press star one, please. We don't hear you. Am I being heard? Yes, you are, Melissa. Okay. Give France another moment. If not, I'm going to ask Maria. This is France. Awesome, great, France. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I was connected. Got it. Uh, this is France. This is France, and I'm a recovered compulsive eater living in Bullion, Alabama. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. 
Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. In twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for allowing you to do service, and I pass. Thank you so much, Francine. Okay, I will now ask Marge E. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Marge. Good morning, Melissa. Thank you. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders, leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Marge A. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. 
we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today, we resume our study of the big book. We're on page XIX, the second paragraph. This was the substance, and we'll be reading one paragraph only. And I will ask Lisa B. to get us started. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Melissa. Thank you so much for your service. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. This was the substance of AA's 12 traditions, which are stated in full on page 561 of this book. Though none of these principles had the force of rules or laws, they had become so widely accepted by 1950 that they were confirmed by our first international conference held at Cleveland. Today, the remarkable unity of AA is one of the greatest assets that our society has. And um, I love the word unity. It means the state of being joined as a whole. And, um, you know, the uh, 12 traditions are in the back of this book on page um, page 561, but also they are written at length in a longer form in the AA 12 and 12. And I really love uh, reading the whole lengthy form of them because there are some stories and history woven in there, and some of them are are kind of funny, but um, some hard lessons that they had to learn. And uh, there's a lot of words in this reading today. I really love the word remarkable, and I didn't look it up, um, but, you know, remarkable, magnificent, incredible. And it is a remarkable thing that we have with our unity. And I wanted to read um, in Tradition 1, It's a, in the long description, it says in the back of the 12 and 12, it says, so at the outset, how best to live and work together as groups became the prime question. So I can apply these traditions in my everyday life um, on my own, with my family, or with, with my co-fellows. And I love Tradition 5. Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. And I make that my, well, my focus each day to reach out to fellows that are suffering, um, that are recovered, that are having difficult days, that are not yet recovered. And I find that that keeps me on the beam, keeps me on point. I help, it helps me to know what my job is. And I love Tradition 12. And it, I'll just read a little bit what it says in the long form. It says, the spiritual substance of anonymity is sacrifice. So I get promoted to service, you know, and I learned that in coming into AA and coming into OA. That's when I started to get well, when I became in a service position. You know, we step up to service. And it says, because AA's 12th tradition repeatedly asks us to give up personal desires for the common good, we realize that the sacrificial spirit, well symbolized by anonymity, is the foundation of them all. So it's not about me and my personality. And the other thing I love that that reminds me of is it's, it's principles over personalities. When someone is bothering me, I need to try and find the spiritual principle. And I think that's why I love this paragraph. That word substance, it means ultimate reality that underlies all outward manifestation. And 
that's amazing. I didn't have any substance when I came in here. And I love the word principles, which means fundamental truth that serves as the foundation. I didn't have any foundation. So this gives me foundation. It gives me substance. And it gives me unity. And that's one of our legacies, you know, in that um, triangle, the circle with the triangle. And I was taught if I... If I live in the three legacies, I can become whole. And that's whether I'm new and recovered always, day in, day out. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lisa B., for getting us started. Okay, so before I open up the lines for sharing, I want to remind us all that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. So if you shared on, um, well, today's Monday, so if you share it on Thursday or Friday, um, we just ask you to hold back so that others might share their experience, too. With that, who would like to share? Katie G. from Boston. Katie G. Teresa P. Teresa P. Vasa O. Maria F. Vasa O. Maria F. Got four people so far. I could take a couple more. It would be great. Claire E from UK. Yep, Claire. Thank you, Claire E. Anyone else want to get in the lineup? Alrighty. Um, I'm going to take that as a no. So we're going to have Katie G followed by Teresa R, uh, Teresa P, sorry, Vasa O, Maria F, Claire B. Um, Katie G, would you get us started? Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Melissa. Thank you for your service. Katie G, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic in Boston. Love hearing about the traditions. <laughs> Look, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I thought the traditions were super boring. Um, I just didn't have use for them because, you know, really, if you look at them, they're all about ego reduction. And I didn't know I had a problem with ego. And what are traditions? They're not rules. They're not laws. They're customary patterns of thought, action, or behaviors. And our greatest asset, our greatest wealth, our greatest fortune in this 12-step room are these 12 traditions that tell me how to behave, right? So KDG, the common welfare of this program should come first. My recovery depends on the unity of our group. So it's not about my ego, right? It's not about me getting on here and being a superstar in OA because frankly, I'm going to be honest, there are times that um, in my recovery that it's like, well, let me be the most popular person in the OA meeting because I didn't succeed anywhere else, right? And that's that's what I got to do. Um, and, and these these... And then, oh, I really want to know who runs the meeting, right? And if you think about it, like I don't know if you know this, but there are a majillion people right now doing service, not claiming credit for the service, but they're doing it and they're ensuring that this meeting is safe and protected from all of us right now, which is incredibly beautiful. And how about this wonderful suggestion we have to only share every couple of days, principles before personalities. Why? Because if, if this meeting becomes dominated by a few personalities, then we become the KDG message. Oh, KDG said that. Please don't say my name. Please don't because I'm so human and I'm such an addict. I'm either going to jump off that pedestal you have me on or you're going to kick me off. And then when I need to do a step 10 and I got to call you, it's not those messy crying because I'm not perfect, right? I'm going to come off the pedestal. So don't put me there, please. And, and how about no outside issues? 
This is life and death. We don't come in here to talk about politics or religion because, because once I say those divisive things, I'm killing one of us. I, I just am. And thank you, God, and that it's attraction, not promotion. This isn't about me saying, okay, I got this now. I'm going to shove it down your throat. Oh, you're fat? You must need OA. No, that's not true. That's not true, right? Like um, when I really look at the women and men who started this meeting and I watch them, they're quiet. They're not leading this show. They are these quiet, graceful women and men who are doing the deal. And guess what? They're not showing up and saying, I'm so humble. Look at me. I'm self-supporting. I'm so humble. And I'll just wrap up with this. I don't tell people, you, you want to call me and find out who my sponsor is? I'm not going to tell you why. Because for me, I don't want to play that game. I don't want to get into personalities. Who your sponsor is doesn't matter. What matters is are they connected to God and are they putting your hand in God's? Thanks. Thank you, God, for giving these traditions that help me learn how to be in this world. And with that, I pass. Okay. Thank you so much, Katie J. Next up is Teresa P. And Teresa will be followed by Vasa O. Good morning, Teresa. Uh, good morning. I'm Teresa P., a recovered compulsive overeater, and grateful to be at a, another recovered meeting. I just love to hear the recovery on this meeting. It just uh, gives me such spiritual trends to go on and, and to practice those uh, traditions. And, and the traditions uh, are very important. And I'm also one of those that also, why who needs to put traditions? You know, this, I, I, I just didn't get it. I, I got working the steps that, you know, makes sense. And those traditions I didn't quite understand. And today they are so much more an important part of my life. And I've heard of them express that, uh, you know, the traditions, I mean, the steps are for ourselves and, um, and that traditions are for, you know, working with others. And those uh, steps uh, stop me from committing suicide and traditions stop me from keep, keeping homicide. And and, uh, like, and I was like, wow. And I had a sponsor who, what we used to say, well, no suicide, no homicide today. It's a great day. And, you know, I thought, what are you talking about? But it's so true. And I am grateful for today. For no no suicide, no homicide. I came in to hear suicidal and homicidal, and uh, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be dead. And uh, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, I, you know, I didn't think of it as wanting to murder them, but if they would just be dead, you know, life would be better. And I'll actually come to think of it, I did try the homicide there too. Let's see, I had to lie about that. And uh, and what I get to do today is just take everything. One step at a time. The steps are in order, and I just get to work, you know, that, you know, just a little bit at a time every day. And the the traditions, and I'm not in a particular order for a reason. Never heard about that, but the traditions are important. Each one is important, and what I get to do is just, you know, keep um, being listening to them and keep practicing to the best of my ability. And they work wonders in, in program, you know. But, you know, they work great outside. They're great outside program. I work them in the family. Work them with, uh, I'm working with the spouse there, especially sitting duck right now with the whole, uh, you know, sheltering in place. And there we are 24-7. And, you know, and there he is. And and what I get to do is is see more of him as a 
real human being with real frailties and also this wonderful loving kindness that he has inside of him and also the diseases that are there. And, you know, I just get to to see these things and, uh, you know, and not have to try to fix them. And I get to, you know, look at my part. It's always about bringing the focus back to what am I doing. And so, you know, I'm very grateful that I get to um, look at these things in myself so that I can finally learn how to play in the sandbox with all the other kids because I just never got that. I was the loner, you know. And today I get to be with others. And so thank you for letting me share and have a great rest, rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Teresa. Okay, next up is Vasa O, and Vasa will be followed by Maria F. Thank you. Morning, everyone. Thank you, Melissa, for your service. I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive reader, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And uh, I was very confused uh, because the traditions came a little later, but I also remember that we have them. We had them posted on the walls, the twelve traditions and the and the steps, and I was really focused more on the 12 steps. You know, I felt like I don't need the traditions. The steps, you know, my higher power is keeping me abstinence, and and even working through the steps, I remember saying to my sponsor, well, I know I can read them. They're right there on the wall. And she said, well, we, ha- we need to study the 12 steps, and we need to study the 12 traditions. Oh, Okay. So, and I did also hear that the, the 12 steps uh, to stop me from killing myself with the food addiction and the 12 traditions are not to kill somebody else's out there. Not that I was going to kill them, but with my anger and my resentment, I was killing myself and I was killing them also by carrying all those character defects, you know. No, I wouldn't have gone and killed them physically. So, um, and then, as I said, I just, I mean, I love the traditions. We don't study the traditions as often in my secular, in my other meetings. We usually go once a month, like we read the tradition, like let's say now we are July, so we read tradition seven in July, and then we go back more to the steps. So we are in the big book. I, I mean, I, I love the big book, you know, the most. This big book was a gift to me from God. I said, Geez, it's all written. I just have to follow the directions the way they're laid out here. And I really love not sharing as often at the beginning when this meeting was formed. We were like, you know, 10 or 15 people, the same people over and over volunteering to share. And after a while, you know, we hear the same thing, the same story. I love sitting back now, and I enjoy listening to other people's, you know, stories. I love people's stories. I love the, uh, the experience, strength, and hope to hear it. So, um, as, you know, I guess uh, we are where we are today. I needed to hear that and to remind myself to, and my life is so much better now. It's not just following the traditions of the meetings. It's helping me with my own, you know, in my own home. I wish I had them as growing up, and, and, but they have helped me a lot in my own home, dealing with my husband and my children, and that's my time. And, uh, and out there in the workplace, 
with our family, friends, whatever. I try to practice them to the best of my ability. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much, Vasa. Okay, next up is Maria F., and Maria will be followed by Claire B. Good morning, Maria. Good morning, Melissa. My name is Maria F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Dublin in Ireland. And when I came into um, OA first, I remember I used to shy away from the traditions, and I was a bit like a frightened rabbit. And I was uh, the Doubting Thomas. Uh, I saw the traditions as as rules. and, yeah, I used to just sigh. You know, the weeks that there was traditions at the meetings, I'd, yeah, I, I didn't like it. Um, and, you know, I'm a compulsive overeater. I don't like rules. And it wasn't until, um, and I saw them as rules, and it wasn't until after I'd, I'd worked through the steps and started doing service that I could really see the importance of the traditions. And, yeah, today, you know, for me, they qualify me and, and they keep me equal to everybody else because, I have a physical allergy and a mental obsession, and that spiritual malady, which by the grace of God I have reprieved from one day, um, based on my fifth spiritual condition. So, yeah, equal to everybody else. And it says here, you know, today the remarkable unity of AA is one of the greatest assets our society has. And and that line, it reminded me of, of uh, what Lisa B related to earlier, the triangle um, that our, our founders chose. And that triangle was a symbol of fellowship. Um, and looking at the circle and the triangle of AA and, and the three legacies, and we can see that one side of the triangle is recovery and the 12 steps, and the other side of the triangle is unity, and, our, and that's our 12 traditions, and the next side is, is uh, our 12 concepts in service. And, you know, I was thinking about this earlier, and I was thinking about how important that triangle is in my recovery, because if the triangle is to stay together, it has to have all those three sides in operation, because if one side collapses, it's no longer a triangle. And so I need that triangle and I need all elements of that triangle and to be working all elements of that triangle. I need to be in unity. I need to work the 12 steps and I need to be given service. Um, and OA gave me the gift of those three legacies when I came in um, and it gave me um, a chance for recovery um, without which I couldn't do anything else. If I wasn't going to put down the food, I couldn't do anything else. Um, and Bill has said many times, you know, that he didn't write the traditions, that he merely held the pen while the group conscience dictated them. Um, and there's a lovely thing I read earlier, and I'll finish on this, and it says, you know, and it was in the great sign, it said, Bill W. said this, our AA traditions, are we, are we trust securely anchored in those wise precepts, charity, gratitude, and humility? Or have we forgotten prudence? May these virtues ever stand clear before us in our meditations, and may Alcoholics Anonymous serve God and have unison for as long as he may need us. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Maria F. Okay, next up is Claire B. Um, and then I'll open it up again after Claire. Good morning, Claire. Hi there. My name's Clary. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered in Cornwall in the UK. Thank you so much, Melissa, for your service. And... Um, yeah, the 12 traditions. I had the great fortune um, of going to a tradition meeting a few years ago, actually, with a sponsor who was very keen on traditions. And I've learned so much. And, and I really identify with people who said I previously thought they were really boring. And um, what I really learned was not only that traditions keep the group functioning healthily, 
I can really take, as somebody else has said, those traditions into my life. Um, you know, even with my family, you know, our common welfare should come first. Our personal happiness depends on our functioning together. You know, that I don't dictate, that I'm not, a, I'm, I'm a trusted servant, I don't govern. You know, all of this stuff has just had so much meaning in my life um, since I've learned about it. And um, I'm, I'm reading, uh, I'm sort of veering off a little bit like the previous speaker, I'm, I'm reading The Language of the Heart again at the moment. And um, part one of that book, it's, it's Bill W's Grapevine Writings, part one of that book, he talks in great depth about each tradition and how it came to be about. And um, I haven't read this book for years uh, until recently. And what really is striking me is the humility of Bill W and how the traditions came about. And it really was our collective experience, strength and hope as groups. Um, and, you know, people went out and died to get these traditions. There were groups that fell apart. And that's my experience, having been in fellowships for uh, some years now, is that groups that don't, um, you know, stick to the traditions, there's no, there's no AA police, there's no OA police that are going to come and bang on the door and tell us that we've got to conform. Um, but, but my experience is that groups that don't stick to the traditions tend to disintegrate. People, people don't want to be there. Um, and... Um, well, I'm just just uh, something I've just been literally looking at it on, and the, the, the sort of when it, the, the traditions coming about and and the experience at that point in AA, there was, you know, the Phil W described them as the promoters versus the conservatives, and it was really those groups of people coming together and a collective group conscience coming through that that trod the middle ground with this. And it says, you know, their discussions, if free from personal ambitions and resentment, can be depended upon to produce the right answers. And that is my experience of a group conscience as well, is that, you know, if we can lay our personal stuff aside and go for the collective experience and the unity, um, then, then that's, that's the right answer. And um, it goes on to say here, the desirability of, of continued modesty, anonymity and fidelity to one objective only, that of carrying AA to the alcoholic who wishes to recover. And that is the purpose of the fellowship. The purpose of us all sticking together as groups is so that we're still here in 20, 30 years time for my daughter, for my granddaughter, for my grandson, for that matter, or whoever needs this fellowship you know, for, for us to still be here in 20 years' time and not be split apart by these schisms it describes. And, um, yeah, so it's, uh, it's a really good paragraph, and, and I'm very grateful for the traditions and the insights that I've had from, from people who've gone before me who've got much more knowledge about it. I will leave it there. Thank you very much. Okay. Thank you so much, Claire, for sharing. Um, all right. So I'm just going to remind everybody where we are. We are on page XIX, second paragraph. This was the substance. We read one paragraph only. And if you haven't shared on Thursday or Friday um, and you'd like to share, please uh, press star one. Charles H. Okay, Charles H. Do L. Do L. Shelly CR. Say that again. Gwen H. Wait, before Gwen. Shelly CR. Shelly. Okay, Shelly C.R. Gwen H. Christine W. Christine W. Leah S. Leah S. Okay, great. So I've got Charles H., Do L., Shelly C.R., Gwen H., Christine W., and Leah H. Good morning, Charles. Good morning, co-pilot. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Uh, Charles H., I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And I would like to sandwich the first three steps with the first three traditions. 
Uh, I think I think uh, you guys, the fellowship, for being powerless in unity, and I, I you know, and and I thank this 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 nobody that was in Bill W's house that said, Bill, you can't do that. When Charles Towns was like, Yeah, we'll give you a we'll give you a uh, we'll give you a nice profit, big office, and then you could carry the message like that. There was a nobody that Lois was cooking dinner for that says, Bill, that's good, but that's not the best. You know, that is the group conscience at the highest level and trusting and, and Lois ministering, I'm going to say that, yep, and I'm not taking it back, ministering to, to Bill like, you know what, that guy is right. Yeah, we hard up for money, but he's right. So, wow, that second step goes so much with the second tradition. And, you know, the only desire – Right, the only Charles, we lost you. Can you press star one to unmute? Am I being heard? Yes, you are, Melissa. Okay, Charles H., we can come back in. I guess he's having a problem getting in. Um, I guess we'll go to do L. Um, I, I'm sorry, Charles. I wanted to hear what else you had to say, but uh, do L. Would you would you share? And we'll give Charles a try after do L. See if he can finish up. Good morning, sure. do. Good morning. This is do L. Recover compulsive overeater from New York. Um, I love this. Uh, the 12 steps, you know, was the survival of the individual. You know, they had to come to know um, how to deal with their personal problems and deal with the food and deal with, you know, how to get recovered. But now in 12, 12 traditions, it's a little different. They were having difficulties coming together as a group. And um, everywhere there arose uh, threatening questions of membership, uh, money, personal relations, public relations, management of groups, clubs, and scores of other perplexities. And, you know, out of this, out of this Walter explosive experience of um, AA's 12 Traditions, um, it was first published in 1946, and it was confirmed in the 1950 um, uh, Cleveland uh, Convention. And what came out of that was this form or the substance of unity, how the, the groups would function. And even though there's no force of rule, there was a rule that was not a rule, but a rule nonetheless, you know, because there had to be an unorganized structure. It's not organized, but it's unorganized. And what do we mean by that? You know, um, well, we don't have any leaders in our groups, but we have rotating service. So everybody takes, uh, you know, an opportunity to share and, 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 and be of service to the group and be of, of service, you know. And I was thinking as I was thinking of our own meaning, how are we practicing these 12 traditions? Are we practicing these 12 traditions? Are we keeping the unity not only with our meeting, but OA as a whole? And that's the whole purpose, right? Like how are we bringing unity how are we transmitting the message and the structure that we're learning here at this meeting with other members of OA? 
And, um, you know, and I was thinking about that. I was thinking about how are we doing rotating services? How are we, um, you know, are we having group consciousness? Are we having business meetings at this meeting? Um, are we, are we um, being of service and following the format? you know, and not deviating for the, from the format. When it says to identify as compulsive overeaters only, are we going off on our own tangent and, you know, identifying as, you know, bulimics and anorexics and, and um, you know, anything else that the format doesn't uh, say. And I say that not, not to be critical. I say that because how we practicing these principles, you know, to bring about more unity than disunity. And, you know, it's something to think about. It's something to, uh, you know, um, uh, ponder over how we're doing it in this meeting and then how we're bringing it to other meetings because it's not just our meeting. It's OA as a whole that we need to be uh, concerned with. And um, I'm just, you know, I'm just a student learning and I'm grateful for this meeting. I'm grateful for what, what, we, um, what we're doing, but I believe that we could do a little bit more. So with that, I pass. Okay, thanks. Thank you so much, Joelle. So, Charles H., if you're on, uh, able to get back in, you, got, you have like another two minutes probably. Ooh, let me wipe that mic off because of uh, social distancing purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, so like I was saying, and thank you, Melissa, for, for letting me know where I ended off at. I don't like to sound like a broken recorder. Um, but Lo- Lois was ministering to Bill saying with, with, with that nobody that was, you know, I guess he was a freeloader, but God used him, right? Hey, Bill, you can't do that to us. Um, so, it, it, you know, and, and Bill Bill was receptive to that, and, 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 and there, was, there was the loving hand of God right there. So I think that complements the second step. And then, and then tradition three. The only requirement is the on is, is well first they said honest desire but then it turns to desire because I tell you my desire is not honest it, it's not but you know I made a decision to turn my will in my life you know I'm like a ten step uh, you know addict right now like because I want everything up off me so I made a desire see everything is built on each other I, I really do believe that the tradition um, complement. Um, the steps, and I'm going to dig in more today. I'm going to lock in. I mean, like, yeah, you know, we got some control freaks up in here. We got some people that want everything. They, they want to dot all the I's. You know what? I, I, you know, my teacher said one thing that was good that I learned from the spiritual of imperfection. You know, and, and believe me, I love religion, but religion is, is solid and spirituality is loose. If you think you got it, you ain't got it. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Alrighty, thanks so much, Charles. Thank you for sharing. Um, next up, we have Shelley Cr, and Shelley will be followed by Gwen H. Good morning, Shelley. Good morning, Melissa. Thank you so much for your service, and good morning, visionaries. This is Shelley Cr, recovered compulsive overeater in Northern Minnesota. Um, I, uh, like like many have mentioned. Um, I didn't understand the traditions when I first came into program, and I am so grateful that um, that I did start learning about them and that I started looking at them. And it was passed on to me that the steps, you know, were for my personal recovery and that focus on self. Um, and the traditions are focused on the group, but also through through um, 
because it's about groups, it also relates to my family. It also relates to my work environment. Like I can use these traditions in other areas. And the reality is before I found program, I was, I had lots of problems in life. I had lots of problems um, in relationships. I had problems at work. And so finding a new way of living as the big book talks about, like this is a new way of living. And being able to find that within the traditions as well has been so helpful and such a blessing and has really helped me live um, in, a, in a very different way. And uh, I, I love that we're talking about this today because actually starting in two days, I'm going to be um, starting to do a tradition study, just starting at the beginning with uh, tradition one. And, and I'm really looking forward to that as I take on a new uh, business venture as well. And so all of it, again, it comes together as my higher power uh, orchestrates, right? And when I allow that to happen, it's orchestrated in a beautiful manner and it all just flows together very nicely and easily. And that's what's happening in that regard. So um, I'm just very grateful to be here. I'm grateful to hear all the shares from everyone. There's so much wisdom in these shares. And uh, with that, I will pass. Have a lovely abstinent day. Okay. Thank you so much, Shelly CR. Next up, we've got Gwen H. And Gwen will be followed by Christine W. Good morning, Gwen. Hi, good morning. This is Gwen H. in Minnesota, again, um, uh, recovering uh, compulsive overeater. And I love getting up in the morning to listen to Vision for You. And uh, going through the foreword is uh, so interesting. Um, in this paragraph, I noted that none of these principles had the force of rules or laws. And my experience in uh, 12-step programs in general is that we don't like rules and laws. <laughs> and, you know, for a newcomer coming into recovery, learning about these things um, is really overwhelming. But to find out that, you know, we don't have to conform to a rule, we don't have laws, uh, it kind of makes it um, a little easier for newcomers to overlook uh, other people's shortcomings, I think. Whereas uh, if somebody broke one of our traditions, you know, well, how would we reprimand them? I mean, we don't need to be spending time reprimanding people who, uh, like ourselves, are sick. Um so I think it uh, was so wise of the founders to not have rules and laws. As I think people in recovery, you know, when they get together and try to make decisions, you know, like it said earlier, you know, by the close of 1941, it, they numbered 8,000, and they started out without any guidelines on how to work with each other. Um, so I think it, it makes it so much easier for a newcomer to see how the society worked together and that they didn't have rules and laws, but they just had guidelines on how to treat one another. Uh, and I think that, that would make it easier for newcomers to hang in there because 
I know that if I saw somebody breaking a rule, I'd be upset about it and I easily form a resentment if they got away with it. So it was so wise of them to come up with uh, the traditions and not having rules and guidelines or rules or laws. Because um, I, I think, you know, when they were coming up with these traditions, it was I'm sure it had to be rather like herding cats, if you've ever heard that phrase. Um, but I, I'm just so grateful that uh, they have just, you know, traditions. And it made it so much easier for me to learn to overlook other people's shortcomings and not to get hung up on other people's actions, and to ha- that helps me to stay focused on my own actions. Um, and that's uh, I, that's all I got this morning. So thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you, thank you so much, Gwen H. Okay, next up is Christine W. And Christine will be followed by Leah S. Good morning, Christine. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Melissa. Good morning, everyone from very hot New Jersey. It's like opening the door is like opening the door of the dryer. Um, But I hope everyone is going to have a nice, cool day. And um, I just wanted to share my experience using the traditions, um, bringing them into my everyday life. Uh, So I came to the program 21 years ago and... um, you know, had enough to do just working the steps. But then as I progressed, I really started to pay attention to the traditions and bring them into my life. And I brought them into the PTA, the Parent Teacher Association, when they uh, asked me to be their um, chairperson, uh, the president. Um, I brought those traditions in so that I could set aside my agenda and what I wanted to do and be a humble servant. And I found that using the traditions teaches me that the best leader is a humble servant. Um, And I brought it in when I, um, they asked me to be chair of our intergroup locally. Uh, Again, my job was not to push any agenda, but to unify. And and that's what those traditions are about uh, for me. It's about being a unifying force, bringing people together and not dividing. And uh, now uh, I face, um, you know, I I was facing this new challenge where we've uh, been told that we can come back to our meeting room and meet in person again. Uh, We have some meetings here where I live in New Jersey um, that we're meeting in the community center of a church, and the church does need money. Uh, we've been giving them donations anyway, uh, but um, now with this time of the pandemic, I'm very concerned about safety issues and how to do that and if, if to do that at all. And my traditions remind me that I don't make that decision. All I do is facilitate um, a discussion, uh, a group conscience, and uh, check with other trusted fellows who um, live by the traditions um, so that we can honor the traditions in in whatever we do. And I love um, the person that shared about how really, how she admires and I admire also the recovered people that are, um, you know, very 
calm and very quiet and nothing is done quickly. Um, and I always like to say, you can have it quick or you can have it right. <laughs> I'd like to do it right. Um, so with that, I pass. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Christine W. Next up is Leah S. Good morning, Leah. Thank you so much, uh, Melissa. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S. Recovered in Brooklyn and very grateful. Wow, this is so ironical because um, that we are reading the traditions. Because I just joined a group that starts uh, at 5.30 in the morning, and I joined at Tradition 5. But um, I didn't even know that they had meetings um, about the traditions. But if, if if I really thought about it, then I could say that the 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 practice of these traditions are practiced right here, right here. Every in, in this meeting of mine, I call I call you guys my home meeting. Everything about this is is the way it, it's. Okay, this is the word. It's fair and just. <laughs> it, there's nobody uh, above or beyond or or too too much or or too little, and uh, everyone has a voice, and everyone gets their their turn for their voices, and even with um, whatever whatever it is, it's. It's just, you know, uh, that's the only thing that we have to have in common is that we want to be together in getting out of our disease. That's the only thing that we really, really, um, that that groups us this way together. And um, I have never shared on the traditions, but one thing is for sure, in order to lead uh, any kind of meeting or uh, or or i guess uh, you know world service and everything you do need you do need um all of them every single one of them so that um so that you don't hurt another person so they they actually work in conjunction with our 12 steps <laughs> Oh, my God. So that's all that I have to share. Thank you for letting me. And this is Leah. I pass. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much, Leah. Um, All right, so we have time. Um, We have time for uh, about two more. This is Larry. Is that Larry? Yeah. All right, Larry. Linda D. Linda D. Okay, I think. I think that'll be good if we could do it like maybe two and a half minutes each. That would bring us exactly right. So, Larry, why don't you go ahead? I'll put you on for two minutes and 30 seconds. Great. Yeah. See if I can wrap up before that. Yeah. Let me take a, Let me take this sort of approach. You know, it's all about unity. Here's a recipe for ensuring that OA will fizzle out. Let's look at that. Let's see how we can accomplish that and affiliated groups like A Vision for You, how, how can we assure that we'll fizzle out over time? Well, maybe there's four things that I, I, I kind of jotted down. Instead of looking for ways to unify, let's search for division and segmentation and opportunities for disagreement. Let's look for those things, and we'll, 
like other organizations and groups that do that will we'll fizzle out over time. Instead of acceptance as a core principle, let's foster rejection. <laughs> Why don't we as a group, let's, let's, you know, one of the ways we could do is we can find ways to snub others. That's always fun. I mean, we can catch people doing things wrong. Oh, boy, that's so our egos love that. And we'll zap them when, whenever possible. We'll let them know when they're doing things wrong. That's more fun than catching people doing things right. So, you know, that's real attractive, right? Instead of offering kindness, how about we sow some intolerance and animosity? That may be a way to fizzle out over time. And rather than following a code of love and tolerance, how about we cherish the beauty of disapproval and intolerance? Well, of course, <laughs> these, are, these are ways that, that groups fizzle out all the time. They find, they dis, they, there's disunity. But rather, the traditions are to unify, right? I need to find ways to unify, and sometimes I'm, I'm going to love you and accept you even when you don't deserve it and, and just hope that you might love and accept me even when I'm not deserving of that. That's the higher power of my own understanding. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Larry. Beautiful. Um, all right, Linda D., we got uh, two minutes, actually. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. from Central Connecticut. Um, I'm here this morning uh, through the grace of God. And what I mean by that is love brought me here, woke me up. And when I woke up, I had two choices. I could listen to the uh, thoughts in my head or I could turn to God so that I can clear out all that fear. I'm going to simplify this because that's what works for me. Um, the traditions work because God is unifying everyone through them and through the steps. And my experience of that, what I mean by that is, it's like the fan that I bought. Uh, I bought a fan to distribute the air in my sweltering home. And on the box, it says, some assembly required. I'll say, my life is like that. I've needed a lot of assembly, and I could not do it. I have a killing disease. Every single day of my life, I've had it. And the love and the unity in this program, which is another word for love, is saving my life. So I'm not going to bitch and moan about small stuff. Let me keep my mouth shut about that. Okay. Um, I want inclusivity. I want people to say what's in their heart, and I will say what is in my heart. Um, I go to other fellowships. I've gone there for support. And um, I share there, what I share here, the same thing. It is love, and it is acceptance of other people and the nuances in their life, be it if they're alcoholic, if they're not even an addict, if they're uh, bulimic, if they're whatever they are. That's fine. That enriches them, and it enriches me that they talk about it. Now I'm aware of things, so I'm very grateful for the inclusivity and the unity that is saving my life. I pass. Oh, thank 
you. Thank you so much, Linda D. Linda was our last share. Thank you to everyone who shared. And please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. And the share ID for today, being Monday, July 20th, was 15010. That's 15010. Okay. Um, we will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. And we'll do, Al, please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only, ending with Keep You Until Then. Good morning, Do. Morning. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for a man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.